0: We fell down a hole, we woke up on a hand, we ended up building the most powerful weapon known to man. That's my little rhyme about our episode tonight. It's Geek Out Loud, jumping back into the Goloverse Reads Book Club on your safe place to geek out. Again, everyone, and welcome to Geek Out Loud, your safe place to geek out on the internet. My name is Steve Glosson. Glad to be here with you as we are getting the gang back together. We've had Roll, we've had Mole, we've had Disney Vault Talk, and now it's time to bring it all full circle as we bring back the Goldverse Reads Book Club, and of course, we can't do this by ourselves first and foremost ladies first we've got to bring in old mama herself the mama of the book club and she will smack you if you get out of line Ah, uh, nicole
1: what's
0: going on my friend
1: You know, I saw them in concert a couple weeks ago. Who is that? Concert experience of my life.
0: The worst concert experience. Best. Oh, really? Yes. I don't even know who that is.
1: Oh my God, Stephen Glosson. What? I don't keep up up with popular. Getting ready to hang up (laughs) already. I'm done already. (laughs) But I don't. I look. I don't know popular music. I need you to go sit down and download all the Panic at the Disco that you can.
0: That's Panic at the Disco. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, write it down in the Marvel notebook when you find it. I'll do it. I'll do it. And here is uh, here's the here's old Papa himself, ladies and gentlemen. We got to bring in Bald Rod. <laughs> now i know who that is that's uh everybody
1: knows who that is
0: everybody american treasure that's who the, that Amer- is. <laughs> wow. the national treasure and a global icon so i don't know she is a, she is a conundrum to me i don't know that i like her very much anymore
1: no i never did but oh okay. oh okay
0: all right all right. Well, guys, we're here. Uh, book, book Club, We. I'm sorry I had to move everyone. I'm sorry I upset everyone's life by moving. But I'd also like to say this. Um, I'm happier now, and you've been getting more of me in the past three weeks than you've had in a long time. So all of you, just get over it. Yeah, you, uh, you got me through mowing the yard this morning, Steve. Oh, well, I'm glad. I'm glad. Nicole, what have I gotten you through lately?
1: Um... Just, I sleep during the day because I work third <laughs> shift. so nothing.
0: Great. Good deal. Great. Fantastic. Uh, good to know. Good to know, Nicole, that you continue to encourage me as you always
1: have. Is my Patreon money not enough, Steve?
0: Oh, mm. <laughs> It's more than enough, my friend. And you've just shamed me <laughs> into complacency and compliance. So... <laughs> Uh, uh, if you want to be like Nicole And shame me into compliance with your wishes Head over to patreon.com geekoutloud There you can support the shows directly uh, We just put up our latest uh, Exclusive pod As I watched Star Wars and talked about it Through the entire thing You, you can also um, Help us out if you can't do Patreon But you do shop online like at amazon.com For instance go to geekoutonline.com Or geekoutpodcast.com Use those links click through them Go to Amazon, do your shopping, and it helps out the shows. As of today, as of this recording, I'm seeing that we need only two more items shipped to reach the next tier of referral rates for the month, and uh, I believe in you guys. I know you can do it. Last month was our best month ever. I want to outdo it this month. So here we go. Let's get into the book club. I want to address a couple of things. First of all, we're actually two books we should be talking about tonight, but we're going to kind of, we're not going to scrap one. We're just not gonna delve into it that much. And I'm and unfortunately I'm talking about Fellowship of the Ring. Um yeah, it, people have
1: No, oh, thanks for that, because I haven't really read the second book. I'm out. Oh, great, good. Well, here's the thing.
0: It's it's like this. We did the Hobbit, we talked about Lord of the Rings when we did The Hobbit. We did a Dune podcast a while back. We got into Lord of the Rings pretty deep with that. I've done podcasts with Riley and Bethany Blanton where we've talked Lord of the Rings. And it's not that I don't love the book, I love the book, but I just felt like it's something we've all um, done before, we've all read, and, and I feel like it would have been a lot of repeating. Having said that, let me Google that for you, Andy Lindeman uh, has written in, and he says, hey guys, long time no email, first let's start with the bad news, I didn't get to read Sleeping Giants, my local library didn't have it. But they said they would order it and let me know when it was in. Still haven't heard from them. But another book I wanted, Boundaries, came in. So I guess I need to call them and cancel the order. No, don't do that. Anywho, Summer Break has not been what I expected. And real life has brought the suck. Except there are daily big honking shows. And that has been awesome. Definitely a happy place through all the suck. So, on to Fellowship of the Ring. Here you go, Nicole. It's hard for me (laughs) to discuss this book without bringing up the movie. It's in my top ten favorite movies of all time. And I always felt the movie captured the spirit of the novels, even though things were changed. The majority of the dialogue comes from the books, although sometimes it is said by different people at different times. I made my kids watch the Lord of the Ring trilogy, extended editions, at the beginning of summer break, and it's been interesting reading quotes from Fellowship that ended up in other movies in different situations. Before I dive into and somewhat avoid Rod's questions, I will say Tolkien is so descriptive. Which is both good and bad to me. Good because I can form mental Im- images from the word he used. Words he used. Bad because he makes the reading go at a very slow pace. And to sum up the whole book, it's about a midget Bigfoots who can pawn their grandpa's gold jewelry so they can intend to, so they intend to melt it down. Instead, they can't pawn their grand. Oh, sorry. Let me start over. To sum up the whole book. It's about midget bigfoots who can't pawn their grandpa's gold jewelry, so they intend to melt it down instead. And along the way, they meet a homeless guy, an old man, a short-bearded drunk, a snobby Vulcan, and a rich white guy that wants the jewelry for himself. Oh, and a frog that stole grand—that grandpa stole the jewelry from. So that is Andy Lindemann's take on Fellowship of the Ring, even though he says he loves it. Let's talk about real quickly. Let's talk about Tolkien and his writing style, um, it, because he—he he, it is a double-edged sword. Nicole. How do you feel about Fellowship of the Ring? How do you feel about Lord of the Rings? How do you feel particularly about Tolkien's quite descriptive style of writing?
1: Sometimes it's just a challenge. And I guess maybe because I was reading it at work. Mm -hmm. And it's just like, can this go a little bit faster? Can I get done with this book? (laughs) Because I already read it once as a kid, so Mm -hmm. I'm just like...
0: Well, now that's an interesting question. Do you do books more than once, Nicole? No, I don't I don't either I really don't I do Rod, Yeah, I, I figured you did, Rod Um, <laughs> I figured you'd be the odd man out on this one <laughs> Yeah, well, you know We can. We all know what
2: series I revisit on a regular basis The Dune. No,
1: su- I don't, what is
2: it? Is that, is, Dune. Is that the Dune yeah. series?
0: Don't you have a podcast about that now?
2: I, I do have a podcast, What's the Dune that podcast that called? It's just called the Dune-,
0: Dune The Dunecast Oh, good, you guys got Dunecast, good Good. We kept it simple. I, I, you might have wanted to try Pod Dune. Pod Dune. I don't know. Anyhow. Um, they might have thought there was pod racing on Dune. How's man. that going for you? Who are you doing that with? Joe Tavano.
2: Oh, good. From uh, the RetroZap guy? From, yep. We are part of the RetroZap network at yeah. uh,
0: RetroZap.com. Great. Great. Uh, okay. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, I feel like it's kind of competition. But, hey. it each know. is on. We could, we could always do it a spinoff uh what do you want to
2: talk about Steve I'll do one with you
0: all I'm saying is is I don't <laughs> see you putting in to retro zap to name a uh, to name a fantasy football league after them
2: well I would do a fantasy football league with the Goaliverse. we've tried that
0: nobody's uh Ooh. nobody's jumped on board Nicole didn't you wasn't your fantasy football team last year named first in Goaliverse? was that you?
1: Yes. We had three people. Oh, we're good. working we're striving to have more people this year. Yeah. I tried Jacob who sends me out the email that is open. Then it's open. the people that have it's open. They haven't sent me an email.
2: It's open. I've uh, I've got my four leagues are all up and running. Oh. we we reached out to the is it still going? Erish's podcast with Joe. Yeah, they've gotta get they've gotta get on the ball. Yeah. It's I mean it's five days away. Yeah, I think. So. Really? Football season? yeah the preseason you know those games that you're like oh there's football on," you're so excited and you turn it on and it's like i don't know who any of these people are and you turn pre-season it off
0: preseason football is about to start up it's august yes that's
1: when preseason is steve
2: yeah the hall of fame game which i believe uh nicole that's your squad
1: yep
0: who's your squad nicole the the vikings
1: yeah.
0: No. She loves the purple people. Ears. Always forget. No. I always Green forget. Bay
1: Pack. Green Bay. Green Bay. I you're live in Pack- Wisconsin. Hello. Right.
0: Okay. So you're a Packers fan and Irish is a Arish is not a Packers fan. He's a Broncos. Alright. I'm getting everyone confused. <laughs> Joe is the Packers fan, Nicole's a Packers fan. Rod, you're a Bears fan? Vikings. You're a Vikings fan, but you're I'm in the Vikings. But you're I in am, Illinois. I am in the heart of Bear Country. So why don't why not the Bears? Uh,
2: I always say that it was a thing, teenage rebellion. Okay. My dad says if he would have known he was raising a Vikings fan, he would have hit him in the head and made a new one.
0: Okay. So it was just, you just wanted to be different than your dad? Yeah, just rebellious. Huh. And, and Nicole, yours is just hometown pride.
1: That's right. Okay.
0: All right. All right. I wonder <laughs> if there are any other football fans in the chat with us tonight. There are not. <laughs> to... Mark all wants to know where he can join the fantasy football league. Nicole,
1: um, give me a couple minutes. Give oh. me a couple
2: minutes. Oh, okay. Nicole will set that up for you, Mark.
0: But I thought that you the, were waiting for
1: Rod. Didn't tell me that Yahoo was already had theirs up. Oh, thanks a
2: lot, Rod. Thanks
1: a lot.
2: I guess
0: I'll uh, I'll fall on the sword on that one. My fault, guys. All right. So anyhow, um, Mark, all they'll get that to you. So just hang tight, bud. And if you download this, reach out to Nicole on Twitter. Yeah. Now Co ninety eight for life. Why does why does Daniel hate me? Colts play Sunday. Daniel's a big Colts fan. He's over in the blue zone. Get that's him. yeah. That's what. Uh, I, in fact, there was a whole segment of my Celebration Three Star Wars Celebration Three videos, tapes that I made or video recordings that I made that I have no way to transfer over to my computer because they're on like this weird type of disc. But anyhow, um, I'm sitting there and I'm and I'm just standing in the parking lot over across from what was then the RCA dome. And uh, there's this huge big wall with a with a big blue horseshoe on it that says, you've just entered the blue zone. And so I'm sitting there and I'm just filming that and I'm like, the blue zone, just kinda cause I was waiting on my friend that I was with to like get off the phone or some such. And, um, and I start going into this whole bit about how it's a Lucky Charms factory and they only make the purple horseshoes there, even though the horseshoe on the outside is blue. So the end. <laughs>
2: I, uh, I've i actually been to that football stadium. Yeah, it, well, this was the dome. Uh, did they play football in the dome over there? Uh, I think it's a retractable roof.
0: Okay. Aren't but, all uh, domes retractable I saw, roofs? I
2: saw the greatest thing ever at a tailgate over there in Indianapolis. It was a portable outhouse. It was PVC pipe with a Colt shower curtain hanging over oh. a five-gallon bucket. Wow. That's <laughs> so weird. I think I could probably just find a place to go other than that. Huh. <laughs> That's how they do it in
0: Indianapolis, I guess. How did we get here? Oh, you reread books. Um, So... <laughs> I found it. I found it, guys. I found it. Uh, Nicole, how's that fantasy football league coming?
1: It is set up.
0: Oh, man. What's it called?
1: It is called Goaliverse. What else would it be called? Okay,
0: just Goaliverse?
1: Yep.
0: No, nothing fancy. All right.
1: Nothing fancy.
0: And where can people find that?
1: Uh... I would suggest Googling Yahoo Pro Pick'em. And then from there, searching for Goldverse. Okay. And from there, just join. All right. And then make your picks. Don't be like Rod and forget to make. No, actually, do be like Rod and forget to make your picks so I can win again like I did last year.
0: Win again. <sighs> I didn't know we were doing to the playoffs. Win again. An autobiography by Nicole Jackson.
1: i any. Anyway.
0: All right. Um, so anyhow, Rod, you reread books. You Did you reread F- Fellowship in the Ring? Uh, I listened to it this time. Okay. How'd that go for you?
2: Uh, again, I, I like the Tolkien series, but they've never been some of my favorites. I don't revisit them like I do some of the others. I don't dislike them, but they're not the end-all be-all for me.
0: What about his writing style, the descriptiveness of what he does, taking... In some instances, literally four pages to describe a building or a path or some woods. It's a little much sometimes. Or a character, and, for that matter.
2: And it and it seemed like, I don't know, this series, the whole series seemed a little dragged on for me oh, at wow. times. Wow. I was like, you know, can't we just call the eagles and have the eagles fly in there?
0: No, you can't, can't because the eagles are apparently a fickle people.
2: Yeah, apparently so. so. But it seems like it would save so much time. And yeah.
0: Would all of Middle Earth, at, I don't know. I don't know that they get involved. Imbo- I think they're kind of like the Ents, where they're not going to get involved unless it's just absolutely necessary. And they have an eagle moot, the way the Ents have an Ent moot. I just, um, I like. Look, I love. This is the definitive fantasy series. I mean, this is kind of what established what modern fantasy would be. Um, I did Fellowship of the Ring, and and I have to agree that he is so destri- descriptive. So you're you're you can kind of put your imagination. You know, not in neutral, but you can, you can put, you can let him be in the driver's seat of your imagination because of his descriptiveness. But if you're like me and you get a little ADD when you're reading, you kind of forget what's happening, and so you have to go back and reread some stuff here and there. Um, and I do not like to reread. Uh, but so Andy, let me Google this. <laughs> Lindemann goes on to say, uh, goes on to answer a few questions. He says, in what way uh, is the Lord of the Rings a typical quest narrative? In what ways is it not? And he says, um, what is your quest to find the Holy Grail? What is your favorite color? Blue? No, yellow! That is a Monty Python and the quest for the Holy Grail reference. Um, I'm sad for anybody that did not get that. What is he saying when he says Catholic worldview? What, is he, what was the question there?
2: Uh, let me find the exact question here for you. I'm not going to lie to you, Steve. I googled these. Okay. Um. Uh, I wrote the ones for the other book, but I googled for fellowship. Gotcha. He says, I cheated.
0: That's fine. Um, he says, in the book, even, and even more so in the movie, the ring always seemed to be temptation towards sin or something morally wrong. Some succumb to it more quickly than others, and those that deal with it for a longer period of time are more affected by it with negative consequences. Sauron could be viewed as a type of devil using the ring to corrupt others. Okay. I, I think that's an apt description for the ring. Um, Nicole, the ring, evil, sin... Is it, is it an allegory? Is it not? Yes, it is. Really? It's an allegory for sin? Yep. But now, Tolkien said that his books weren't allegory.
1: I don't believe that one bit.
0: Okay. All right. But, I mean, yeah. it, it's not as blatant allegory as, say, a C.S. Lewis's Chronicles of Narnia.
2: Okay. No, that's, that's pretty much out there. Right in
0: your face. Yeah. The line is Jesus. Um, wait. Hmm? I've had that wrong then. So, so what else? What else do you see in this in this work? And I guess we're talking specifically fellowship, Nicole. Where else do you see maybe the religious overtones coming now? Is there anywhere else you see them?
1: Oh, uh, I mean, Sauron could probably be really considered the devil, mm-hmm. and uh, the Black riders, writers—don't oh. say minions, but. I, you know, um, end of times is really like the end of times that's coming to the sh- Shire and everywhere else because of Mordor.
0: Mm-hmm. Hey.
1: I'm trying to see where else do I see it. <laughs>
0: what about Aragorn as a as a savior as a Christ figure? He could be. I would say that
2: Gollum, there was always the forgiveness thing with him, trying to forgive what he'd done and say that he had some good in him, but obviously at the end he didn't.
0: See, I don't think Gollum ever did have good in him. I think that it was all a ruse. His whole thing was the ring. It was always about the ring. It was never about what Frodo thought of him or anything else. That Frodo was Frodo's vision was clouded, I think, by the ring. You think Frodo just wanted to believe the best in the little hobbit i think frodo didn't want to see himself in what had happened to gollum i don't I, I think that he saw too much of his self potentially going down that road and so he had to believe the best or else there was no hope for him if he didn't get that ring destroyed okay does that make sense it does yeah so uh was gollum a hobbit yep
1: yeah was he I
2: don't know. That was question uh, three.
0: Yeah, I know. That's what... um, He says... uh, Andy says he would not have thought this an important or critical detail. It wouldn't have mattered to him if Gollum was just some foreign creature that possessed the ring. There are plenty of unexplained things in the trilogy, such as Tom Bombadil, and I just accept them anyway. In the end, I see that the fate of Middle-Earth is in the the hands of the hobbits, Frodo, Sam, and Gollum. The actions of these small people either save the world or allow darkness to take it over. I think that Gollum was not meant to necessarily be a hobbit but more just some river folk kind of like they always said he was like the hobbit but he wasn't a hobbit. Was he? Is he Are we supposed to take that Gollum is a hobbit? Uh, I thought he was a hobbit. Do we have any uh, experts? No. Uh, Jess Jess says no. Jess says no and I I tend to agree with Jess on this. I I always read it as he was a creature like a hobbit but he was not a hobbit. Um what else we got here in this email? Um to what degree can the ring's powers be used for good or evil depending on the moral character of its bearer Andy says I was always of the opinion the ring could not be used for good and that was part of the trick or the secret of the temptation of the ring regardless of the intent in the end using the ring would only result in evil those that could resist like Aragorn or Gandalf for existence had the wisdoms to know that their intentions would be corrupted and only bring destruction Boromir not so much Bormir is an interesting character in this book because Bormir does kind of run the gamut of um, he's almost like the typical person. He is like the most real. He He sees the power. He wants to seize the power. See what I did there? And when it's all said and done he regrets his actions going after the power. Right? I yeah. mean, like, it's just he runs the full gamut of I'm the best, I'm the worst. Oh, I was the worst, and I'm really sorry. I want to atone for my actions.
2: I was unable to resist the temptation. Right. Please forgive me. Yes.
0: Please forgive me. I know not what I do. Please forgive me for taking the ring from you.
2: Um, I'm just glad you never expect me to join in on singing.
0: No, I don't. I would, I'd appreciate it from you, Nicole. Um... Nicole setting up the. Did we lose low Nicole? League. Is Nicole like she's done, She's gotten lost in fantasy football, hasn't she?
1: No, I haven't. I'm oh. still here. Okay. But I do have an email. That, uh, Rod, you'll have to tweet something out later.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. So, um, moving on in this question, he, this is the other one. He says, How do you explain Sam Gamgee's determination to stay with Frodo no matter what? What qualities, talents, and shortcomings does Sam reveal as the journey continues? How is he changed by his experience? I feel like... See, and this is the other thing about Fellowship of the Ring. We can talk about Fellowship all day, but we're going to get down the road with it. We're always going to end up talking about the entire trilogy. Yep. And, I, and I think to talk about Sam, you know, throughout this and being changed and all, I think that that you end up talking the whole trilogy and not just the one book. Because, well, I mean,
2: we, we did that with The Hobbit, even. Mm-hmm. Right, it's, exactly. It's just so hard to not move forward.
0: Right. Because you know the whole thing, um, but in this book, in this particular book, you know Sam refuses to let Frodo just kind of go off by himself. We do know that much. Is it just a promise that he kept? Is that all it is for him? I mean, obviously he has some some loyalty to Frodo, but how far does just the typical loyalty of friendship go? I
2: always thought uh, Sam was a little needy. I <laughs> like Mark's take. He was codependent.
1: Is that what what it was?
0: He he was like, well, I can't go back by myself I better (laughs) I better keep going forward with Frodo
2: Yeah I'll do a lot for my friends, but I think at some point I throw in the towel and I go, you're on your own here
0: Yeah, but doesn't, I mean, listen By the end of things, doesn't that change for him, though? When he's on the side of of Mount Doom and, and he gives the whole, I can't carry it for you but I can carry you moment Um and and he begins to lug uh frodo up the hill until they get you know and then as they get closer frodo finally finds his strength a little bit but um you know if that if if he were just codependent wouldn't he be like all right frodo it's your turn to help me bear this load i've really put up with a lot of crap from you you know um at some point that breaks down but there is uh, there is an there is an innate loyalty there for sam is there not I, I think there is a little bit. I was just, like, my point is I was always surprised at how far
2: he was willing to take that loyalty. Mm-hmm. The extent he was willing to go. So you wouldn't you wouldn't go on a quest to destroy a ring with me, Ry? Maybe halfway. Okay. I mean, when, once Creepy Gollum shows up, I might be out. I might be I like, you know what? You two got this from here. I'm going to go home and grill
0: some brats. <laughs> oh, it's brats, precious. Um, So... Uh, thanks, Andy. We appreciate you getting in touch with us and talking some Fellowship of the Ring. I I guess my thing is I just don't have a lot, 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 lot to say about Fellowship. I'm kind of in Wendy's boat. She's, Wendy has emailed in. She says, I read Rod's questions and couldn't come up with anything, so I'm forging ahead on my own. Well, kind of. I have something to say on the Sam question. I love Sam. He's naive, enthusiastic, and loyal, kind of like a furry friend with his utter devotion to Frodo. He knows he's not qualified, and he doesn't know how he could possibly be of any help But he goes along and puts us all into it. And in the end, he's the one that literally pulls Frodo's buttocks out of the fire. I do enjoy this book, although I wish we could have read something new. And I could talk about it ad nauseum, but I won't. I'll just leave it at this. I think Sam is the best character in the whole trilogy. And I wish I were just like him, except for the ears and the big hairy feet. And my favorite part is you shall not pass. I just love it. The defiance in the face of certain death is just, just so awesome. And I want to go to Lothlorien one day. Okay, I'm done with Fellowship. So that's that's Wendy Cooper chiming in. Yeah, she brings up a good point, too. I I always did think that uh,
2: Tolkien did a great job of you think that Frodo is going to be the hero of the story. I mean, the way it all starts out, the fact that he's carrying the ring, it's, you know, uh, Bilbo's ring that he's continuing his uncle's quest. And it turns out that really the hero of the story is Sam when it's all said and done.
0: Yeah, in a lot of ways, you're right. You're right, it is. I mean, at the end of the day, Frodo was going to slip that ring back on at, at the moment of... It's it's really only because Gollum and him got into a fight over it. And Gollum bit his finger off. Yeah, but, I
2: mean, he wouldn't even be in that position if it weren't for Sam. Exactly. So it, it was kind of interesting that Sam being portrayed as the tag-along for almost the entire book. Like I said, when push comes to shove, he... I would argue that he is really the hero of the mm-hmm. series.
0: Well, and let's not forget, though, that also Sam carried the ring for a bit. Yep. Um, and to keep it from falling into the wrong hands. And it did not seem... There was a moment, like when you read Return of the King, there is a moment where Sam, um, he he struggles with the with the idea of giving it back to Frodo, but ultimately he does. Um, you know, But anyhow, again, that's jumping forward That's jumping ahead I feel like in Fellowship, the character to really focus on And the one to talk about the most would be like a Bormir um, you know, There's something there going on with Strider That you know everyone seems to know And I didn't pick up on until I guess it was like the second or third book That I didn't realize, oh, he's like the king <laughs> <laughs> Because I was an idiot When I was reading these things years ago I should revisit the books I really should I will be honest, I did not continue forward, yeah, well, I love them though and i and I don't and that's the thing is is I don't want our lack of acknowledgement of these of fellowship to to appear to be like we don't like it because I do love these books, and I think they are seminal works of fantasy, I think they are the I think that tolkien is in in many ways the father of modern fantasy writing. I think that he uh that everything that people do when it comes to world building and universe building they derive from the principles that Tolkien laid out and Tolkien was creating languages. He was, he had middle earth in his head and he created a world that very well could have existed during some unwritten period of our history on this earth. And, and so it's at once familiar and strange and it's, and it's just, it's expertly done by him. And I don't want to, um, to write off these books as unworthy of discussion just to say that we have spoken about them before, and one of the great things that I've enjoyed about the book club, even though uh, I haven't enjoyed every single book we've done, I've enjoyed getting to stuff that I wouldn't have normally read anyway, like Mrs. Peregrine's. I would have never read Mrs. Peregrine's. Um, oh, you I know, wouldn't have read The Martian. You know, I w- I, No. I, well, I'd heard a lot about it, so I might have tried it out, but there's been some good books that we've read and and that's kind of what I was really looking forward to about the book club was having some new new stuff put out there that we um you know that we have uh that that, that I've never read before um you know so even Ender's game I've known about it but I would have never read it uh I saw Hitchhiker's guide never read it um you know th- lord we got to support one of our own with this paper world uh by Jeff Lane so it's just one of these things where it's like you know what we've we've had a good run with these books and and what I've enjoyed most are the one are the stories that I did not know in the books that I was not familiar with at first and then um, you know to come back to Fellowship of the Ring it's like okay that's great I love it you know the minute you put it in the poll or nominate it of course it's going to win but I just didn't want to do a show about it and ultimately. I'm the host. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the Steve.
1: I'm glad you said that, Steve. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Go ahead, Nicole.
1: Some people's reactions to us not liking this book.
0: Well, now, I like the book. Don't get me wrong.
2: I like the book. I just would like to do something new. Yeah.
1: Yeah, some people don't seem to understand that, though.
0: Well, that's fine. I mean, look, it's okay. Now, let's not get hateful, Nicole.
1: I'm just, I'm not being hateful. <laughs> but then again, I was the one taking the brunt of that person's questions and why and all this, that, and the other. It just got annoying. That's all.
0: About, they were asking about fellowship?
1: Yeah. Did you not get that email?
0: Mm-mm. Oh. Uh, I forwarded that one to you, Steve. Oh, okay. Well, I must have Or no, it was, it was copied to you. Oh. I must have forgotten that. Well, here's the answer. Um. I love fellowship. I absolutely love fellowship and there is a there is a full-blown Lord of the Rings geek out loud show that will happen one day. I guarantee. You. Um but I just I don't I didn't want to do it for the book club. And um and so and again, not that I'm against it, but I was a lot more excited about reading something new in this case, Sleeping Giants. Um did enjoy sleeping giants. Also, a.k.a. The Themis Files number one.
2: Yep. Which, interesting name. Yeah, what is Themis? Where's Andy Landman at when we need him?
0: I don't know. Oh, what, have we got to Google something? I'm going to Google it. I mean, okay. Um. Well, I don't have my I don't have my sound cue pulled up. I apologize for that. Ancient Greek Titanus. You titanus or Titans. Titaness,
1: it's a female. A
0: yeah. titan. Oh, a Titaness. Okay. Titaness. So a female titan. Yes. Why? Why can't they just say a female titan? Because, because they the, don't Greek, want or, the Greek word. Oh, oh, sound I'm, sounds sorry. Cooler. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Because <laughs> they don't want to. Well, my question is, why don't they want to? Oh. They want to
1: be all fancy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the Greek word sounds much fancier. Yeah, but when Rod they want you it, to
1: learn a new word.
0: When Rod says it, it sounds like he's saying tightness, like how what is the tightness of the shirt I've got on because I'm so fat, kind of thing. <laughs> and I can tell you it's so tight that if I inhale too much, these buttons could kill somebody should they break off. Is it a nice Hawaiian? No, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm just in a t shirt right now. I was making a joke. <clears throat> Sorry to ruin the joke That's fine, I did not go with the bit And I should have just followed your lead And been like, no, it's not a Hawaiian shirt Hawaiian shirts do not fit me tightly They are like vacation They are like living in vacation when you wear a Hawaiian shirt
2: Which is next week for me, by the way
0: Ah, I hear you
2: Um, I'm going to Indianapolis to go see Daniel He doesn't know that yet
0: Oh, nice Well, he won't, He listen He won't answer the door (laughs) If we can have a quick bit of just honest conversation Daniel is as mysterious as Doc Zinn. He won't let you know how to find him No, I've been trying So
2: yeah. I drive around Indianapolis and yell Daniel out the window
0: Oh, well
1: Daniel probably isn't even his real name
2: That's
0: mighty now, why I haven't Now thought. you just really shattered everything that I hold true in life, Nicole <laughs> <laughs> So, Nicole, you haven't read Sleeping Giants at all?
1: Not at all
0: Oh, man
2: Nicole, do do you need a copy of it?
1: I actually have a copy of it. I brought a copy the other day.
2: I encourage you to read this one. Mm
1: -hmm. I will read it. It's just... Well, you never answered that text I sent, so I guess that idea... (laughs) Oh. (laughs)
2: Well, now I gotta go through my text and see what that's about. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, yeah, I got it. Oh, Sorry, I was pulling up linoleum. I was like, I meant to respond to that later, and then forgot.
0: It never
1: did.
2: Happens to me Story all the time. Of my
0: life. Happens to me all the time. And, like, I can't find anybody that understands when I'm super busy and I look down and see a text and I think I'll respond to that later and I just forget. People think I'm just I do. Yeah, people think I'm just a jerk. And I'm not yeah. a jerk, guys. I'm not a jerk. I'm not a jerk all the time. Sometimes, but uh-huh. not all. The
1: Sometimes time. you
0: are, but not all. The time. Um,.
2: So, Steve, you and I are the only ones. Now, did you read this one, Steve, or did you listen? I listened to the audiobook. Now, I heard it was a lot of uh, narration. The
0: the, the audiobook is almost a performance. It's it's really almost uh, a a radio drama. See, Um, I wondered about that. When I nominated it, and I wondered, you know, a lot of people
2: listened, and I wondered what that was going to be like. mm -hmm. If it was just going to be one narrator, which wouldn't be
0: too good. It'd be hard to follow. No, they did characters and everything, and it's almost like you're sitting listening to the tapes of the interviews really um, that makes me want to almost get the audiobook yeah it's pretty I mean like they didn't have like the hiss and stuff of tapes but that's really it's written Nicole I'll go ahead and tell you it's it's written in a very unique way this book is written as if you have found a, a whole handful of files about this certain event transcripts
2: of transcripts
0: interviews. transcripts of interviews and and, debriefing journal entries, and everything. journal yeah yeah so So be be prepared for that Almost in in a way kind of like The Martian Where most of it was I mean they flipped to third person at some point But never in this book did they do that But you know in The Martian most of it was him Just narrating his stuff like doing his video journal every day And that's kind of what this is uh, Through the eyes of Like I say someone just discovering this material They never flip to a third person situation Though it's always this conversation Between this strange Interrogator slash interviewer And then all the characters that we get to know so it's um you know, you got your Starbuck from Battlestar Galactica character. You've got your child that was affected by this event and never let it go, so thus became a physicist, astrophysicist person. Um you have your power hungry, uh, warmongering machine, you know, all this stuff. You have all these different people that are these things. You have the person that's gonna be the hero and ends up not being the hero and Goes a little nuts at one point, which I thought was really weird, um, and uh, and then and then you talk about old boy that uh, ran the jeep. Yeah, he ran the dude down. Yeah, Nicole, well, we're going to spoil the crap out of this thing, so get ready to just jump in whatever you want to. Um, yeah, well, old so, Ryan, he uh, he kind of lost it, ran what? his rival down with a jeep, and it was that girl's fault. Always the girl's fault, Nicole.
1: What was that, sir? What?
0: I said it's always there's always a woman involved when a guy goes crazy. Have you ever noticed that?
1: Well, can you blame them?
0: <laughs> can you blame who?
1: Can you blame guys for going crazy over women? Oh, I mean, yeah. seriously, yeah. Why do y'all? Why do y'all put us through this? Steve, I have some stories about guys. I will not go there. This is not that kind of podcast. Oh. But-
0: have yeah, you had guys,
1: your, guys can be the same boys. Have you
0: had your fair share of guys to now? Wait a minute! Now girls get pitted against one another over guys before. Okay. All right.
1: I'm sorry. I was reading the chat. Oh, I, he's going to miss you, Michael. I think he's a <laughs> That
0: I'm going to. No, no, uh, no. Here's my question, Nicole. Has there ever been, and I know this is a stupid question, and I know there has been, but. Are you here to tell me that there are guys about which girls have fought over? Over which girls have fought? Yes. Have you ever gotten in a fight over a guy?
1: I don't know. Never. Not in this lifetime.
0: Okay. That's what I'm talking about. Roger, you ever gotten in a fight over a girl? Uh, No. Me either. That's what I'm don't, aware of. I just don't have it in me. I'm such a weenie. I'm like, all right, sure. If she likes you, she likes you. I'm not going to sit and fight over it. Well, yeah, that was a stupid question. Doc says I've never seen Jerry Springer. You're right, Doc. I should know that. But Jerry Springer's all fake, so.
2: Don't tell Doc that. It'll break his heart.
0: Oh, Doc was on there one time. Um, (laughs) That's where we all know Doc from, is from his, his time on Jerry Springer. I'm b- better Jerry Springer than Maury Povich. Yeah, I believe it was. Uh, I'm I've, I'm dating my half sister, and I still love her. Um, look, I loved her. I don't care if she really was an alien Bigfoot. <laughs> oh man! Well, what about that other guy that loved her too? Doc went off on him. I mean, Doc was like, Doc was slap fighting on the Jerry Springer show. That's what happened. Slap fighting on the Jerry—that's a new song. I got to write that song. Slap fighting on the Jerry Springer show. Sounds like a country song, right? Absolutely. Oh, that's how you guys met, Rod. Is it? Oh yeah. <laughs> so Rod was on. So you love the same. You love the same Bigfoot alien. Yeah, she was. She was delightful. She had beautiful hair. Well, okay. Well, that's well played, sir. Well played, <laughs> sir. Oh man, that beautiful hair. Um, wow, uh, derailed and uh, <laughs> completely derailed. Yeah, yeah. yep,
1: derailed.
0: <laughs> oh,
2: should we get back to it? Well, she had beautiful hair.
1: up with
0: those annoying Bigfoot.
2: <laughs> this
1: thing was ten foot top He had beautiful hair.
0: going <laughs> <laughs> be to get oh. <laughs> So there you go. Um. Anyhow, where were we at? Oh, yeah, the dude goes nuts because he liked this girl that's like Starbuck from... her name, What's her name? Kara? Kara? Kara. Kara. She, she's like... You ever watch the new Battlestar, Nicole?
1: No, I have not gotten around to that yet. My
0: God. Um,
1: well, I own it all. I just haven't watched it yet. It's on Netflix, too. Okay. Can, okay. Do you, well, did you see how I did Doctor Who? So this is how I'm going to have to do... Would start with Galactica. I'm going to have to watch all the stuff in the 80s, 70s first oh, before man. I even touch the new stuff. So. Yeah, but the
0: seven—it has nothing to do with each other. It's just a remake. I, just,
1: I don't care. It's just.
0: But you're not going to like the stuff from the 70s, and 80s. I don't care. She's going to do it care. this way, Steve. But
1: do it that way, Steve. That's the kind of I know, of I know her. On.
0: This is the way That's she's going to That's what I, do I did it.
1: with Doctor Who, which I finally got. For, I'm finally caught up with which you guys. I'm not. Ca-
0: I'm not caught up on who. I'm not even
2: close. Yeah. I'm behind So we I'm should preface this i all the
1: way up with that I started with the first Doctor And now I'm all the way I'm caught all the way up Oh wow It took me a couple of years But I did it
0: How do you feel about the fact That there are missing episodes Because they just taped over tapes Back in the day
1: Well there The audio is still available You just have to search So I have Watched slash Listened to every episode Of Doctor Who
0: not, Now not all the audio is available There are episodes That are oh, lost to time Oh yes
1: I have found all the, Yes there is Steve, don't don't question me on this.
0: I, you're just now your OCD's kicking in. You're like, no, I must have listened to everything. I did. Mm-mm. No, there's there there are episodes that are lost completely to time. She went to the dark web and found it. Okay. Exactly. All right. All right. <laughs> well, <clears throat> anyhow, uh, as as I was saying, this Kara girl is like Starbuck to me. That's who I, that's who she reminded me of. Starbuck from Battlestar, the new Battlestar that's a good that's a good comparison yeah just real tough real doesn't care but does care very self aware that's the other thing as these as these interviews go along in order for the author to really let us in the head of these people they had to say some very they had to make some very self aware statements yeah she's very self-destructive and very very much owns up to it right exactly she and she's like yeah i screwed up again it's what i do must be must be me must be my must be my personality type this must be the kind of character that i have wink wink nudge nudge um yeah but it, and sometimes it was done a little ham-fistedly like that and other times it was kind of more deft in in the uh in the handling of those characters um I think particularly of Rose. You know, Rose is someone who really grew into that character over time. As far as she started with kind of a uh, a detached, um, what am I trying? A detached look at everything that was going on, and you know, to the point that eventually she became friends with the pilots and with the people she was working with, so that they even had a respect for her and didn't want to see her removed from her position. Um, when it was all said and done,
2: and she ends up becoming the pilot of this giant robot, Nicole.
0: Well, now I was talking about I was talking about Rose. Secondly, there, I was talking not Kara. but Kara is the pilot of the giant robot. She's the first one to find out she can, and it's kind of freaky because she puts the helmet on and it and it knocks her slap out,
2: and then uh, she can she can access the the robot and control it. But you can't move the legs, which bend backwards, which I thought was interesting.
0: Yes. Yes. It sounds it's,
1: very interesting. Yeah, I guess I'll start reading that at work tonight. Since you, it's been in my work bag since Monday.
0: You should. You should. Wendy has a few things to say about it. She says, um, I like this book. I hear it's the first out of a series, so I may go ahead with the next one. The in- narrative was interesting to me. I've not read anything like it before. I took the first person narration which I hate and flipped or it took the first person narration which I hate and flipped it so it wasn't quite so annoying to me. I'll answer Rod's questions for this one. I don't think we'll ever know who the interviewer is unless he dies and even then I'm not so sure. But do we really need to know? I mean, there's all that annoying mystery to him and wondering about him is half the adventure. I, it would be fun to see if someone investigates him, but I don't know that I want to know. It's probably the cigarette smoking man anyway. X-Files reference. Of course, I think it's a, I think it's possible to keep the whole operation covered up. Look at how our media doesn't report on something. Supplement that with social media hysterics. And what can you truly believe is truth anymore? Not a conspiracy kind of gal. But just because you don't believe in a conspiracy doesn't mean there isn't one. Which makes her a conspiracy kind of gal, right? as yeah, has, has Wendy just outed herself as a conspiracy theorist? Through I mean, this email?
1: she does live in well, Nevada, like, I mean, so. Yeah,
2: I was going to yeah. say
0: she's probably been to Area 51, I don't know how many exactly. times. Out in the high desert. Um. As for Car being the pilot, I don't know. She seems a bit crazy, but aren't all hotshot pilots? Oh, I thought she was gonna say women. Mm-mm. No. Rod, Rod, Rod.
2: That's uh. I'm gonna hear about that one.
0: Yeah. Well, not for me. You won't anyhow that's from Wendy um, so uh, yeah this is I'm, I'm trying to pull up your questions here um, rod in the in the book club there was one response on the actual thread from Amy and said she just finished this last night not sure what she thinks of it. the interview is um, personalized a bit as the story progresses I don't know that this was the first of a series when I started I didn't know this was the first of a series when I started. But I think we will eventually learn the identity of the interview before the series is done. I mean, what? It, it, there's really no revelation that we would know. This is a, this is a new character in a, in a new universe in a series that, you know, we've never interacted with before. I don't see where getting to know his identity would really matter. Like, just put a name to it is all that would really happen. I mean, we kind of know who this person is, don't we, Rod? He's the guy that runs the world, apparently. Well, he just—he—he knows a lot.
2: He knows things and has insane connections.
0: Yeah, I—I
2: like, can't replace his bones with fake bones. Well, here I made a phone call. We're gonna have the uh, the drug you need so that this material doesn't get rejected, and
0: we'll uh, be here in an hour. Is he Lex Luthor? I, maybe he is. He was red with a weird accent in the performance. Was he? Uh, yeah. Yeah, almost like I almost pictured him as like Dr. Hugo Strange from Gotham. If you've watched Gotham, I have. My Gotham fans will know what I'm talking about there um, based, on, based on the way he was being performed. Um, Nicole, you got anything to chime in on the identity of the interviewer?
1: No, I don't because I didn't read the book.
0: That's right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just don't want to leave you out of the conversation.
1: I mean I didn't read the book so go right ahead and leave me out of a conversation
0: <laughs> alright how are you fi- have we have we spoiled this book for you too much already do you feel like it, have we piqued your interest at all
1: my interest is peaked. I don't think you spoiled anything yet
0: are you going to watch Battlestar Galactica
1: I will eventually one day okay
0: I can I love the old series I can't really vouch for the new series love the new series so there you go I'll vouch for it. was your favorite doctor?
1: My favorite doctor was everybody's favorite doctor
0: for Tom Baker.
1: No, I don't know how I feel about this. lady um, okay, I hate Clara as a companion. That she's oh. my out of all the companions, bottom last. Place. Really, I don't like her. No, mm. I didn't which like season her. was she?
0: She's the new one. She's the one. She's the current one. Well, okay. she's
1: the one that, well, I if I say something, then I'll be spoiling it, so. I don't know if I should say what I say.
0: Clara Oswald. Everybody won't.
1: caught up?
2: <laughs> nope. The chances of me getting caught up are slim and none, so you're not oh, going to well, spoil
1: it. She's, she's dead now, so it doesn't... She, they she killed her? She died, but then there's, it's so stupid. I was like, wait, she's dead? Well, now, yeah.
0: the whole thing about Clara is she died all, all the time.
1: Right, and she died again. Okay. Thanks to, uh, Maisie Williams' character and her shenanigans. That interested me. I would rather have her as a companion.
0: Who is Maisie Williams' character?
1: Um, Arya, Stark. A, uh, Game oh, okay,
0: cool. Well, did she Sorry. play a bad guy?
1: Kind of, sort of, yeah. Oh. Cool. Did I she... felt she was.
0: Yeah, did she have a sword named Needle?
1: No, she didn't have a sword named Needle. Hmm.
0: Was she a water dancer?
1: No, she wasn't a water dancer. Did
0: she tell mm. death not today?
1: She kind of did because she became immortal, immortal thanks to the doctor and Clara. So. How? And she kind of resented that.
0: Is she a time she wanted lord? wanted
1: to be a companion, but the doctor was like, no. And that came back to bite him in the behind.
0: Hmm. All right. Now, have you guys watched Stranger Things? Uh, not yes. yet. Oh, guys, you got to watch Stranger Things. I've, read, I've watched it. Well, I was talking to Nicole. He was talking oh, I to me. You,
1: Jesus, I thought, you,
0: I thought you said guys. Well, I didn't hear that you said n- yes. I thought you said no. So I apologize, Rod. Uh-huh. All right. So Nicole, you've not watched any of it. Nicole, you gotta watch. Straight. It's only eight episodes. You can handle it. Move it I to know. the move it I to know. the top of your list. That's okay. all I'm saying. Okay. okay. All right. Rod, twist how twist my arm, why don't you? What's that?
1: Twist my arm, why don't
0: you? I'm doing my best to. Rod, how great is Stranger Things? Stranger Things was pretty
2: good. It was uh fond memories of my childhood. They did a really good job with the eighties feel. It wasn't just here's an eighties car driving down the street, you know. Everything
0: in that show felt like my childhood. Exactly. The bikes they were riding the Everything except the toy they were playing with, man. That Millennium Falcon being from 2004 really threw me off.
2: Well, I, I played the Dungeons & Dragons. I don't remember playing with figurines back then. I didn't
0: think they had figurines back then, but maybe I'm wrong. Well, let's go to our Dungeons & Dragons experts in the chat. We got any D&D experts in the chat? <clears throat> no? No?
1: Doesn't look like it.
0: No? I don't see anything... The question is: Were there the Dungeons and Dragons figurines uh, in the chat in 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 1980 when did this take place? Three, 1983. Yep.
1: My mouse. Oh, Cloud City Casino used to play.
0: Yeah. Were there? Um. The question is: Were there articles? Were Were there articles? Were there? Um. What am I? What's the word I'm looking for, Rod? Figurines.
2: Uh, miniatures? Let me Google that for you.
0: We got this. Dungeons and Dragons Miniatures First Year. Uh, the first... Well, well, let's see. Here we go. The first set was released... No, that's not right. Impose of loose theme set through... Loosely themed sets that were released roughly every four months since the line was launched in 2003 until until its cancellation in 2011. Hmm. But now this is the Wizards of the Coast Dungeons & Dragons miniature game. This isn't like... Wizards of the Coast bought TSR, so... Okay. The original... Right, but I'm wondering if Dungeons and Dragons figures from 1977 to the early 80s. Vintage Dungeons and Dragons figures. Let's see. Yeah, from. I don't know. I can't tell. I'm having a hard time finding anything. Has anyone given us any information in the chat? Not really. They had them, Steve. According to Doc Zen, they had them. Uh, Grenadier's A, D, and D, Solid Gold Line. Grenadier was one of the first miniature producers starting in 1975. 1976, they released their Wizards and Warriors line, which consists of few box set and many blisters. In 1980, upon acquiring the license to produce Advanced Dungeons and Dragons miniatures, Grenadier redid the box art for Wizards and Warriors lines, changed a few of the miniatures, and released them as official Advanced Dungeons and Dragons miniatures in gold and yellow packaging, calling the line the the Solid Gold Line to infer that lead in the form of their miniatures had been made to have the worth of gold to the D&D gamer. Forget the gold pieces, whispered the thief to his apprentice. Grab those lead minis and let's get out of here. So there you go. 1980. How do you feel about that? I feel like I was wrong, that they were around. Yeah, and I was just robbed because I didn't have them. After discontinuing the Advanced Dungeons Dragons line in 1983... Grenadier put their Grenadier put their new artwork on most of their Advanced Dungeons and Dragons box under the label of the Dragon Lords line which continued to become their largest and first finest line of miniatures. There you go. The Advanced Dungeons and Dragons blister blister miniatures were for the most part forgotten though a few were bagged for the Fantasy Classics line. How about that? Fair enough. I stand corrected. You do stand corrected, Rod. There's only one mistake in that whole show, and it's the fact that they used a Millennium Falcon from 2004. And I've got an in-universe explanation for that. That it's time travel? Yep. That portal, man. That upside down reaches more than just through space. It also reaches through time. How about that crap?
2: Are they doing a second season
0: yet? Uh they, uh, they haven't got officially picked up, but, um, they say that if they do, it's going to be more of a sequel than a second season. Hmm. Cause they certainly left it open. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they also closed it though. Like it feels like an eighties movie. It's the closing of a classic eighties kind of suspense PG type movie, you know? Like, not a horror, not a full-on horror movie, but one of those PG movies that were a little intense back in the day. I could see... Well,
2: I could see that, I guess. Yeah. I mean, then 80s movies, and then 20, 30 years later, we're
0: all asking, are they ever going to do a sequel? That's true, but I don't want... um, (laughs) Daniel Landy says, they also use kids from the 2000s. That's not vintage. Yeah, but they look vintage. Man, they pulled out kids that looked like kids in these old 80s movies did, right?
2: The the only thing they were missing was a couple mullets. I didn't see a mullet. Yeah. I was disappointed that there were no
0: mullets. Nicole, when are you going to start watching? Are you watching right now?
1: No, I'm not watching right now. Hmm. Let's see. How about next Tuesday and Wednesday when I'm off? I can watch four episodes a day.
0: Sounds good. Sounds good. I think you'll love it. Put it down in the planner. It's got enough Stephen King influence that I think you'll like it
1: that's what i keep seeing in the chat Yep.
0: Yeah. so people want you to see it people want you to watch it
1: people also want you to do a podcast about it now
0: yeah what uh <laughs> what time do you go to work
1: i don't have to be to work till 10 30.
0: you got time you got time to watch an episode yeah
1: yeah and then if i get hooked i'm gonna be sitting at work all night like i really want to finish this now
0: well
2: well what do you i mean do you want to sit at work and think about work first taste is
0: free
1: well,
0: tonight at work, I have to deal with the public, so. Oh, that's never fun. No,
1: it's not. That's never like,
0: fun. Well, let's get back on Sleeping Giants here. Ron, how did you come by this book? You were actually given a, an early copy? I was. Uh, I went by the Del Rey booth and I said, Pass the
2: Corn. And I met Joe Scalaro. Nice. And Joe asked me about if I knew Arish. And I said, "Yeah, you know, we go out for coffee every Sunday." Nice. And then I said, "Not really, but I ta- I've talked to him on Twitter." Yeah. And I said, "He said you'd give me a book," and I, like, I think I told the story. I felt special, you... like I heard a padlock opening underneath the table.
0: Oh yeah, like a padlock. Yeah,
2: like I think it was in a box locked up. That's the story I'm going with. It was in a lockbox. Like I, I'm not positive, but I thought I saw a light come down. Nice. And nice. Lighted up, and I was like, "Yes," and I. I was reading this around the time uh I think it was Daredevil season 2 came out. and mm-hmm. I actually took a break from Daredevil season 2 to finish this book. Nice. Cuz I just really got sucked into it. It was a quick read, so I didn't have to dodge the Daredevil for too long, but
0: Yeah, is it a quick read? I thought Okay. Uh,
2: I th- I thought it was fairly quick. I mean, I got through it in a hurry. All right. Um I don't know, I don't know how long the audio was, but just the fact that there was an interview uh interview, so there's a lot of spaces in between. Mhm. You can get to it pretty quick. And what? And what do you think of it overall? Uh, I mean, what's not to love? It's a big, giant space robot figure, a yeah. doll. And no, uh,
1: I keep gotta, thinking Iron Giant when you guys say this. Not really.
2: Pretty good. Yeah, it takes a pretty pretty good twist. Yeah. So Nicole, we we mentioned that. Uh, so two people have to run this thing. So there's Kara Cara Starbuck. We'll mm-hmm. call her. Yeah. With the helmet on, yeah, and then there has to be another
0: guy that operates the legs, mm-hmm. like uh, like a Pacific Rim. Only they're using top, they're doing top and bottom instead of left and right.
2: And then uh, also the legs are the alien species that let these robots had backwards knees, forwards for them. I guess maybe we're the backwards ones. Who knows?
0: So like chickens or birds.
2: So they had a hard time operating the robot. Because they would have to stand in the in the leg unit backwards, they would have to stand backwards and try and mimic walking backwards to make it look realistic
1: mm, okay,
2: but there was a nice workaround that they figured out on accident when Ryan got a little crazy and ran the other guy over
0: and yeah, and there's something like did we ever get to the secret of what caused someone to be able to be a pilot because like there's something there's something about like it chooses the pilots that kind of thing like it it, no one anybody can't just go in and put on a helmet and be able to drive this thing no we have they have not explained that yet and when we say robots it's not robot in the sense like the iron giant was a personality it was an automaton these are more robots in the voltron sense where you got to have drivers okay so um thing is huge it's big they have to they find pieces of it all over the world they cause a lot of destruction, finding pieces of it all over the world.
2: Yeah, like, well, here you go, Nicole. First line: the hand was twenty-three
0: feet. Not Just quite this. as not quite as big as Jaws, which was twenty-five feet. So a little less than a Jaws.
2: Which is a good size hand, mm-hmm. so you can imagine how big the rest of the woman is. It is a female robot. Yes, Themis. The rest, Themis. and uh, so they find the hand. In Oklahoma, I want to say.
0: Was it not Kentucky?
2: No, no. no. They weren't mining for coal. Um, I'm trying to see if I can remember, see in the beginning where it says that. But they found the hand, and then they start finding other pieces of it around the world. And one of the things that, you know, part of the question was the conspiracy. Because the different body parts are buried, and they figured out a way to draw those pieces to the surface but if it's buried under a populated area maybe a forearm just popped up in the middle of a village and took out a couple houses. So are they able to keep that secret from the rest of the world and I do not see where it was at where they found the first hand but I thought it was out somewhere west.
0: Yeah, I I can't remember either. Um, I I thought it was somewhere down south, but maybe that's Oklahoma. It is kind of south, isn't it? Yeah, they have southern accents in Oklahoma.
2: It's right next to Texas, isn't it?
0: Yeah, God bless Texas, right?
2: So, they uh get a big giant walking robot that shoots a laser beam.
0: I mean, does it shoot a laser? I mean, it seems like it does more than shoot a laser beam. This thing is causing some. Mad destruction had a sword, a sword, a sword they did it formed blazing sword and a shield. It was very Voltronish. who is this person that wrote this book uh Sylvain mm-hmm Sylvain
2: nouvelle is that a dude yep uh nice. he actually uh favored the tweet. I keep hoping he doesn't pop into the chat and see that we're. Discussing
0: everything but his book right now. We're talking about his book right now.
2: Yeah, right now, but earlier. That's fine.
0: Like, That's fine. Listen, this is the Geek Out Loud podcast. We're going to start geeking out on Doctor Who in a minute because I'm still confused. Nicole, fourth Doctor was Tom Baker? Yes. Okay. Scarf Man.
1: Yes.
0: I've never really watched any of those.
1: You should watch some of those.
0: I've watched since, um, uh, what's his face? Eccleston, Christopher Eccleston.
1: I wish there were more episodes with him because I liked him too.
0: Yeah, he was good. He said that he didn't enjoy his... Um, he said he didn't enjoy his time there doing it.
1: Well, they were just starting back with it. He should have gave it a little bit longer.
0: Yeah. How many seasons? did Was he just one? He was just one, yeah. He was just one. Yeah, Yeah. I think he didn't... I think that he only signed on for one and the whole experience for him was just a little like just too much, just too much. So, um,
2: <clears throat> so overall, Rod, you say you like the book? Yeah, I'm trying to decide how much I want to talk about because I don't want to spoil it. It
0: sounds like a lot of people haven't read this book. I can, I, I and need-
1: that's why I was like, let's just make it next month's podcast.
0: Oh, sorry, I didn't get that information.
1: Yeah, that's Rod's fault.
0: Oh, I've already jumped on the sword. <laughs> I've
1: know, already taken. Just, I know, I know responsibility.
2: I Listen, I don't know if we discussed this on air last time or not,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Well we had so this
2: conversation, long. but when I text Steve and I need an answer from him, I text him first, Steve.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, and I go, Rod?
2: And then I know that I have Steve's attention. Right. I encourage you, Nicole, to take the same action with me.
0: <laughs> right, when I text Rod, I go, Rod. And then eventually I'll get a text back and Steve? and then i will know that i have rod's
2: full attention that rod is not somewhere on a ladder or in a freezer going oh i'll 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 respond to that in an hour when i go to break right and then and then i go to break and contribute to the jar mm-hmm.
0: so okay anyhow to this thing okay so we don't want to sp- so are we going to just spoil or not um nicole do you not want us to spoil it
1: Uh, Go ahead and spoil it I ha- I have a bad short term memory I- I'll forget everything you said So
0: you're going to pack everything in the short term Well Rod we don't have to spoil it We can talk about the situation Look it's a giant robot they find they, That we don't know It's uh, place of origin Other than the fact that it's extraterrestrial Correct?
2: Uh, I thought that it mentioned a system That it came from Because there were descendants Correct? No,
0: I don't remember that.
2: Uh, maybe I'm wrong.
0: There's a Japanese cartoon like that also. Doc, all the Japanese co- cartoons are like that. I mean, like this is this is Space Giants, Voltron, um, Transor Z. This is all of those things. You know, this is obviously. I don't know the uh, again. What's the author's name? Sylvain Nouvelle. Sil- his first book. And how do you spell that last name? I've, I've got it. Um, I don't know much about this author Uh, This is his first name This is his first book Yes Okay. It is Sounds like he's had an interesting uh,
2: life so far Oh yeah? In what way? If I can uh, Find about the author Dropped out of high school at age 15 Along the way became a journalist Worked in soil decontamination Sold ice cream in California And peddled furniture across Canada Hmm. Later, he must have gone back to school because he received a PhD in linguistics from the University of Chicago. Wow. Where he then taught in India and worked as a software engineer in Montreal. He likes to tinker, dabbles in robotics, and is somewhat obsessed with Halloween. And apparently his girlfriend says he has too many toys.
0: Oh, that's cool. I'd like to know what kind of toys. We need to get this guy on. Well, you know, he uh, he knows we're talking about him. Yeah. So he's he's aware of us. I'll talk to Erish. Yeah. So the next book is coming out in April. It's called Waking Gods. It'll be book two of the Themis Files. Um, this is what he said to io9. I love Waking Gods. It's clearly a sequel to Sleeping Giants, but it's also a very different experience. There's some answers in there I know people are looking for. There are also interesting new questions being asked if you like the epilogue in Sleeping Giants. By the way, the epilogue... Um, it's it su- very spoiler. It surprised me, but it did not surprise me, Rod. Uh, yeah. And I'm thinking i try trying, trying to think
2: how I could say what's part of it surprised me, and the other part of it did not.
0: And I'm thinking she that this is just going to be the first of several. I, I, obviously, there's some temporal situation going on, or or is it a cloning situation, Rod? Temporal or cloning? I want to say temporal. I do too. I agree, but that seems
2: to be the easy answer. So maybe he's gonna, maybe he's gonna throw his curveball and
0: boom, okay. going be some cloning. The stakes are much higher in this one. Says uh, Nouvelle, uh, for the characters and for all of us. And this that was a quote from his IO9 interview uh, about the uh, the sequel to this book, Sleeping Giants. I, I cannot recommend this book enough. I really think if you if you if you get on this thing. And check it out. It is a different type of experience to read and to listen to because of the structure of the story. But at the end of the day, it is it is engaging, and you're on... What I like about it, Rod, is that you're on the journey with these people, figuring things out as they figure things out.
2: Yeah, when he says uh, there's more answers in the second book, maybe we find out who the guy is. And uh, as far as more danger, I mean, we were on the brink of World War III, so...
0: More danger. I, I I'm think concerned. I, I can't help but think of the line from um, Avengers when he says, uh, "You using uh, the tesseract shows that you're ready for a higher form of warfare." Um, I imagine there's going to be some some problems from space, some issues from the outer space. So maybe, maybe they aren't happy. Yeah, I I don't. They may not be. They might be maybe like quit messing with our mama kind of situation. So like well, moment. didn't we maybe find out? Wait, didn't we find out that this is a relatively... Wait, no, there is that dude. There's the deep throat dude. Yeah, I forgot about that guy. Yeah, that knows everything. He knows every, He knows everything. Yeah,
2: kind of one of those uh, descendants, maybe.
0: That's right.
2: That's what oh. we're led to believe.
0: I got to go back and revisit this book.
2: Ooh, this was a really good one. I actually might pick up the audio. I think okay. you should. I think you should. I think you'll enjoy it. I've got a credit um, just burning a hole in my pocket right yeah, now. Yeah, me
0: too. Do we have a book for next month, Nicole? No. Uh, no, because well, Rod told
1: Nicole. me not to put a poll up.
0: Oh, I got you. I got Because you. you told me not to put a poll up. I, see what I did yeah. there? I just passed that <laughs> Wait, right on down got, the line. Are you saying I told you not to put a poll up? That's that's what he we saying. were yeah, that's right. We were talking about how we're gonna try to maybe do things differently. Um and see, have there been nominations for next month?
1: I didn't if I
0: You didn't put anything up for this for August.
1: I didn't ask for. I can't put a poll up. Gotcha. I I have to. I was told not to put a poll up, so I didn't ask for nomination.
0: It's fine, Nicole. Look, I'm not getting on to you.
1: I think you are, Steve. Mm -mm.
0: No, Nicole. You and I are still friends. I don't know why Rod has tried to sabotage this whole thing. But You
1: know what? I'm starting to think we we need to stop using Rod as a go between, and we need to start talking to each
0: other. I'm so scared. I think
1: Rod is leaving out a lot right. of information.
0: Mm. But Nicole, I'm so scared of you.
1: Why are you scared of me?
0: Because you will kill. You will. You will. You will bust a brother up.
1: Can we talk about the email I got the other day from, from Run Disney?
0: Oh, what did they have to say?
1: Uh, About a certain uh, Star Wars run. That's uh, registration starts Tuesday.
0: It was oh It started. That's that's that was yesterday or next Tuesday.
1: No, next Tuesday.
0: Next Tuesday. Yeah, I know. Well, the problem is, is it's the week after Star Wars celebration. I know that. Steve's going to do a run. I did one this past year, Rod. Where have you been?
1: He did one this year without telling anybody.
0: I didn't. I told everybody. Nicole, you don't listen to the podcast anymore, do you?
1: Steve, working third shift is hard. I understand. But the only reason I I'm saying something is because this run is the weekend of my birthday.
0: Oh, happy birthday! Next next year, Steve. Oh, gotcha. Year. gotcha, I've already had that birthday.
1: I've already had a birthday. Sure,
0: sure. Um, I will. I need to get. I need to. I need to find out some stuff. Um, okay. And because I I've, I've got to be at celebration. There's no getting around it. I've got to be at Star Wars celebration.
1: Well, you need to figure it out then.
0: I know. The problem is it's being down there the following weekend as well. So, let me uh let me I'll I'll i tell you what. Eric Erish and I are recording Friday night, by Friday I will know something.
1: Okay. So,
0: I I will make that commitment to you right now. Um, well guys, uh I got to wrap it up cuz I've got another appearance on another podcast I got to make in a little while. So, uh, we need, are we going to discuss off air how we're going to handle? This oh, book? sure, sure. Well, let me ask you guys something. Is there a book you'd like to tackle next month? For next month, Rod Uh,
2: this one was my
0: pick. Yeah. So, Nicole,
1: how about
0: Nicole? I want I want to give you the opportunity to assign the entire book club right here, right now. Assign us a book to read. Da, da, da.
1: Okay, we will go with Neil Gaiman's "The Ocean at the End of the Lane."
0: Short right. stories. Is that, is, a, that is, a, sure? is that a collection? No, that sh- is
1: not a short story.
0: <laughs> okay. The okay, Ocean. let me write that down. "The Ocean at, the, at end the End
1: of the Lane"
0: by the great Neil Gaiman. Yes. Now he is, and I say that with no sarcasm whatsoever, she guys. Neil Gaiman has an incredible amount of geek cred. He is the geek's geek. This guy will rock your world with his writing. He is, uh, he's super smart and a genius. Uh, he's the writer of Sandman, um, and so many others. I think he's even worked on like some mainstream characters and everything. So, uh, please, please, please check out The Ocean at the End of the Lane by Neil Gaiman for next month's book club. Um, and, and we'll all be on the same page. And, Nicole, I also hope to be able to have spoken with you at that point about, um, about the, uh, the the Sleeping Giants to see what you think about it. Okay. All right. So, Rod, uh, any further thoughts, any final thoughts on Sleeping Giants? Uh, it sounds like a lot of you haven't read this book, and this is one that you really do need to get to, people. This one was a good one. I completely agree. This is this is the reason, and I'll tell you this too: the ocean at the end of this lane by Neil Gaiman. These are the reasons I was anxious to do a book club because these are things that I would not have read, uh, would not have been on my radar necessarily. Even though I love Neil Gaiman, I think he's a genius. I haven't read anything by him. I just know his comic book work. So uh, this is this is going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to checking that out. And Sleeping Giant is something I would not have tried out had it not been for the book club, just straight up. But I'm so glad I did, and I can't wait for the next one. And uh, I'll talk to Erish and see if we can't hook up something with uh, Sylvain and uh, and get a little bit of info about this whole thing. So, um, Nicole, can you give us a quick synopsis of The Ocean at the End of the Lane? Do you know anything about it?
1: Uh, it was Goodreads Choice winner of
0: 2013.
1: Mm-hmm. Look, I'm going to just read you what it has on Goodreads.
0: All right, all right.
1: So it looks like it takes place in Sus- Sussex, England. Mm-hmm. Um, a middle-aged man returns to his childhood home to attend a funeral. Although the house he lived in is long gone, he is drawn to the farm at the end of the road where, when he was seven, he encountered a most remarkable girl. <laughs> Look, another girl. <laughs> and her mother and grandmother. He hasn't thought of her in decades, and yet, as he sits by the pond upon a a that she claimed was the ocean behind the ramshackle old farmhouse the unremembered past comes flooding back and it is a past too strange too frightening too dangerous to have happened to anyone let alone a small boy
0: oh we're getting some x-files mess there that's all there is to it so check it out the ocean at the end of the lane neil game and that's next month's book in the book club Continue the discussion over at the book club page, goodreads page. Uh you can get there by going to geekoutonline.com/slash reads. That has been a link that has been broken, and I did not realize it. It is now fixed as I did it during the show. That's how good I am. And um you can email us. What's the Gold email, Rod? Or the uh, the Goldverse Reads email is GoldverseReads at gmail.com. And you can also follow Gold Reads on the Twitter.
2: At Goaliverse Reads, correct? Yeah. And yep. uh, sometimes I'll tweet. Nicole has given up on the tweeting from that account. All right.
1: I don't have time to tweet from that account. She works Where third shift, Rod.
0: She works third shift. Uh, so, you can follow Rod on Twitter at...
2: Rod underscore B underscore Johnson. And you can follow
0: Nicole at...
1: Class of... O C O co 9 A 4 life
0: <laughs> CO984 Life. That's class of 98 for life. I'm at Steve Gloss. And you can follow Geek Out Loud at Geek Out Loud. You can follow the entire Goldiverse at Goliverse. And guys, don't forget if you want to support the shows, you can do so several ways. You can go to patreon.com slash geekoutloud and support the shows directly. Or if you want to help us out with the Amazon shopping. Whenever you shop at Amazon, go to geekoutonline.com or geekoutpodcast.com. And uh, click on the Amazon banners there. They'll take you to Amazon, do your shopping like you normally would, and it really, truly, truly helps us out. Last month was a great month for the Amazon links, and we're looking to do even better this month, and we appreciate your support in that. If you want a free trial at audible.com, go to audibletrial.com slash geekout and, uh, and and use it for uh, – you get a free book, you get a free trial, you get a free book that's yours to keep regardless of what you do with your membership. Um but use it to get this Neil Gaming book, The Ocean at the End of the Lane, which will be next week's, or next month's, rather, selection. We've got more Geek Out Loud coming your way later this week. Until then, for Rod, for Nicole, I'm Steve Lawson. We'll see you next time on Geek Out Loud. I guess. You see what I did there with the robot rock?